Bokar Tov, we are on Sefer Shemuel Bet. We are on chapter Bet, right around chapter 2. And we got up to Pasuk 11, where basically we had uh, uh, David went to Hebron in order to begin his kingship. He left Siklag, went to Hebron with the, with the permission of God, what we think is Urim Tumim, And he goes and establishes his kingship over Yehuda. Now at the same time, he sends a message to the people of Yavesh Gilad who were very, very strong supporters of the Shaul regime. And he tells them that, you know, Shaul is dead, I am king. What you guys did was amazing, but I'm king now. Trying to curry support from those people, from Shaul's followers. However, the problem is a man named Avner. Avner was a general of Shaul's army. And from what, we don't know his intentions or his motivations, but we know that he goes to a man named Ishboshet, which literally means a man of shame. And he props him up as king. He's one of the sons of Shaul, but he's a son that we've never seen go to war. He wasn't listed as one of the sons in war. So maybe he was a weaker son. Maybe he was a, just, just you know, not a strong character. And he props him up as king, which is bad for David because you know, people have inertia and they're going to go after the dynasty that's already in place, right? So... He ends up making Ishboshet king in the Gilad region. Gilad is the region of Transjordan. And then he ends up covering all of Israel, all of the northern tribes in the kingdom of Israel. Okay? So David's desire to peacefully transition into power and establish his kingdom over all of Israel is stalled because of Abner's actions so far. Okay? So now we're in Pasuk Yudbet. And now we're going to see the first clash between the people of David and the people of Shaul or the people of Ishboshet. Okay. Uh, oh, one, one other theme: if Ishboshet were describing as a weak character, then we said this last time. Who is really in power? Avner. Avner is really the one in power, and we're going to see how how much Avner is really in power. Okay. Pasuk Yudbet. And the servants of Ishboshet, son of Shaul, went from Machanaim to the city of Giv'on. Now where is Giv'on? Giv'on is, in the, is within the territory of Binyamin. Which means, if Shaul is from Binyamin, then Giv'on is, is uh, allied territory for, for that side For the Avner Bener side It's, uh, it's Shaul supporting territory Givon uh, We know of it Because the war at That Shaul The miraculous war In which the sun stopped in the middle of the day And let them defeat their enemy So that happened in Givon as well It's in cent- somewhere in the center of Israel Okay, So They go out from Machanaim, which was, we know where, that's where they were originally consolidating the kingdom over the two and a half tribes. So they went from Machanaim to Giv'on. And Yoav, the son of Tziruya and the servants of David, they went and they met them by the pool of Giv'on together. And the army or the general of David, Yoav, and the general of Abner and their respective battalions were each sitting on the pool or by the, by the pond or whatever it was, them on one side and them on the other side. Um, the first thing we want to point out is 
is this is going to actually turn into like we're going I'm, I'm not going to hide it it's going to turn into like, kind of like a civil war or like a civil skirmish in which many people die okay uh, judging from this pasuk who is at fault over here so actually let's read one more pasuk and then we could we could discuss who is at fault for beginning the skirmish pasuk yudal vayomer abner liyav abner says to yudal yakumu nahan yarimi sahaku lefanenu let, let the youngsters get up and play before us. And Yoav says, okay, let them get up. Now what does he mean, play? Duel. Seems like a duel. Now, does the duel necessitate them killing each other? It seems like no. It seems like it's more, let's have a wrestling match. Whoever could defeat the other one will get to use the pond. Whoever loses needs to leave. And that's Abner's proposition, okay? So who is, it ends up turning into like a, pretty much a bloodbath. But... Who is the one who's at fault, do you think? Abner. So it seems that Abner is the one that makes the suggestion. However, it's not exactly clear that Abner is the only one at fault because whose territory is this? Binyamin. It's Binyamin's territory. So this is Abner's home base. And who is the one who went there? Yoav. So there's, a, there's an element of... Yoav is also... He's a, he's a provocateur here. He's the one who's... A, he's, he's, it's a provocatia. To say in Hebrew, it's a very advanced Hebrew word, provocatio. Um, so uh, I don't know if you know what it means, but uh, but he's the one who's who's also like kind of starting it by approaching enemy territory and trying to just chill in the home base of the enemy territory. So the reason I'm pointing out that they both seem to be a little bit at fault is because one of the things we're going to see and the frustrations that we will have as readers and that David has is that all of these generals are they're like hotheads. Throughout the book of Shmuel Bet, they're all way too intense, or way too intense for David's liking, and they let their desire for defeating the enemy get in the way of being calm and making proper decision and having like you know having their head on straight when they're making decisions. Okay, so what happens at this meeting at the pool? They each got their, the, the, the head of their friend Like in the course of, of uh, the wrestling But they had their sword in the right hand And they each stuck it into the friend at the same time Which means if 12, it's a 12 on 12 battle And each one sticks a sword into his friend How many people die? 24. All of them They all die they all, uh, It's like an evenly matched like a stalemate um, they all fell together And the place was called The portion of Tsurim That is in Givon Now what is Tsurim? So they say Tsurim is like sharp rocks Or swords in other words In the sense that this place became famous For the place where everybody stuck their sword into their friend Okay And the war was very Tough on that day. And overall, Avner's people fell before the servants of David, which makes sense because the Mamlacha belongs to David. God is on David's side. Now, who is not in the picture here? Who do we know is not in the picture? Who is not at the scene of this, of this battle? David himself. And that's very telling because if David was there, David doesn't never, we know David's character. He never lets the lower down people make decisions that are foolish. You think David would have wanted this to happen? Even if he were to win, you think he wanted this bloodshed? For sure, no. Because David, he's trying to consolidate the kingdom without any bloodshed. It's not his character. He's not after 
defeating Shaul's family. He doesn't want his, Shaul's, he wants all of Am Yisrael to come together. Right? So David is not here, and we could pretty much assume he wouldn't condone it either. Right? Yeah, what were you going to say? Uh, is there a thing in like Yadut that like, lay fights turn into real fights or something? Yeah, like, I think there's a Gemara that says that from here you see that if you, uh, if you have a play fight, it's going to turn into a real fight and whatnot. Uh, but that, that's clearly the, the indication here. Is that, yeah, you think you're going to have a wrestling match with a bunch of hot-headed soldiers when you're uh, opposing armies and you're, you're like at each other's throats, quote-unquote, and it's not going to turn into a bloodbath? So the Chachamim, and I'll finish with this, they actually, they actually uh, criticize Avner. They say that, uh, hey, Aviabad, what's up? So, so Avner, he's actually criticized for this, and they say, how do, what word does he describe? How does he describe this play fight that they're supposed to have? He says, let the youngsters come and play. Now, Avner should have been smart enough to realize that this would end in bloodshed, especially if they're carrying their swords, because apparently they were carrying their swords, right? So the Chachamim say that Avner, um, he was criticized for calling the bloodshed of Am Yisrael a playing, like a like play. So let them play. Like dehumanizes. He's basically dehumanizing them. And we'll see Avner does this a second time, probably tomorrow. He does it a second time when he describes someone else as like being unimportant. Um, he, he, so the overall message we're getting is that between Yoav and Avner, there's a kind of like callousness towards bloodshed and towards killing, which is not something that David is going to have an easy time with. Because David is not like that. David, he's, he finds people's life to be valuable. And he doesn't want bloodshed. It's not the way he wants his kingdom to be uh, established. Um, so tomorrow, we're going to get into a, a battle within the battle. There's a specific battle within this fight. There's, uh, Avner gets into a fight with one of the brothers of Yoav. And that will happen tomorrow. Baruch Amen. Amen.